There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Uh, speaking of which, we are now joined by the great Joey Zanaboni here on the Ryan Kelly Morning After. If you're just tuning in, Liv Maddox filling in today. How's this treating you? This is great. Oh, that, I, I get a sense that no, maybe it's this, not as great. This, is, this has been so much fun. What do you think? I mean, is it, it's, it's, it's just dumb, isn't it? it it's just oh, really it, dumb. It feels like the Rizzuto show if Riz was baked. <laughs> And that's a, that's sounds like a, a great show. I gotta tell you, that might, be, that might be a promo that they're gonna start to run. It is our pleasure right I love now. It. Iggy just re-entered the closet. That you might have heard the door opening and closing. <laughs> Joey Zanaboni is gonna be with us every uh, Thursday at nine o'clock. Uh, we have some heavy smoke barbecue. Chris Schaefer is gonna be in momentarily, so you're gonna watch the Plowhawk eat if you're on uh, YouTube oh, yeah. right now. YouTube.com/slash/tmasale. Joey, good morning. Hey, Tim, great to be with you. It is great to have you on. We're looking forward to talking it over every uh, Thursday at uh, 9 a.m. How are you enjoying this year of being the dog's play-by-play broadcaster? Well, I mean, it's a dream come true. I mean, I can't lie to you, Tim. It's pretty awesome to be out there with this team, especially with what they've done on the field. Uh, you know, winning six of the first eight and doing it in such convincing fashion, leading the, the league in goal differential, uh, and just a joy to be around, you know, all the people in the organization, the coaches, the players, uh, it's just first class the whole way. I had a Taylor Twelman on uh, 101 a couple days ago, and he said the most valuable player so far this year has been the fans. And I don't think he was just saying that to like kiss ass. I think he really has been, uh, impressed by, and he knew it was going to be great, but the <clears throat> atmosphere in that building and, uh, Liv, uh, you were talking about it. You've been to a game and you were 
yeah. amazed by what that atmosphere there is. There is nothing like it. And like I was telling you guys, I'm not like super into soccer in general. I didn't even play growing up. But the, the environment's incredible. And the fact that they have a dedicated fan section yeah. with the flags. And you, you just can't help but get excited and be invested into the game. It's been incredible, Joey. What have you thought of that atmosphere? And what have you heard from people around the league of uh, what's going on at City Park for those home games? Well, hey, due respect to the Austins of the world, due respect to the Portlands of the world. You know, I've been traveling around, going to Denver here uh, tomorrow for an 8.30 Central Time game on Saturday. You know, I hear all these atmospheres being like the loudest in the league, and I hear so much about, you know, just, oh, you got to wear earplugs when you go down to Austin and stuff like that. And I think St. Louis, even though we're only, what, four games into the home schedule, yeah. uh, I think we've already in some ways eclipsed those places. I, I mean, there's there's a long way to go. Obviously, this thing is just getting started, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But this, I mean, this atmosphere is unbelievable. And nobody sits. Nobody mm-hmm. will sit in the seats and just kind of, you know, make the game into the pitter-patter, the background kind of noise type stuff. I mean, it's it's real engagement with the game. And, you know, to see the players, how they responded to the teams, or pardon, to the fans uh, sticking around through the tornado warning and through the hail and through this terrible uh, rainstorm yeah. that was out there on Saturday, you know, to see what that meant to them, I mean, that really was something that was fuel for this team. And I, I think that was, I mean, the best game of the season they played, they were up 5-0 at one point uh, against the best team in the league at the time, the team with the most points, FC Cincinnati. So, yeah, it's, it's just a major boost, and I can't tell you what a difference it makes um, to have fans that are engaged with the games because I do think some of these other places, you know, there's some great numbers and there's some great fan support. But at the same time, I don't see that level of engagement uh, necessarily with these other places that we're getting in St. Louis. Joey Iggy here, one of your biggest fans. Um, <laughs> I am a fan, actually. I'm, I'm happy for you. But I have to ask, uh, I remember asking David Freeze this when he was playing for the Cardinals. I said, how hard is it for a guy that grew up here, went to school here, and now you're playing in front of people that for a team that you grew up watching and rooting for? And now not only are you doing the play-by-play, but you're going out and doing speaking engagements, you're doing broadcast, uh, you're doing Q&As. I mean, you're all over town. How has that been for you, a guy who lived here your whole life, and now you're actually a part of the community doing a, an event like the, uh, the soccer team, and then you're out and about doing engagements in front of people? Is it is what you expected? Well, what's it like to be on the Tim McKernan uh, podcast, right? I mean, I'm a big fan of yours, so it's cool to, that, to be on with you guys. You know, I mean, it, it's a little bit surreal. It's a little bit, you know, uh, different, you know, going from just kind of that fan perspective and that outside perspective to being, you know, an insider, being somebody that's that's bringing the commentary for the team. Um, it's really special because I've really thought of this as a homecoming. Uh, just kind of chasing opportunities and running around mostly in the South for the last eight years. Um, I mean, it's great. It's unbelievable experience and it's, it's an adventure and it's fun, but, you know, getting to come back and see how St. Louis has changed over the last almost decade and, and getting to see, you know, how the, um, the city has come together for this specific thing, for this specific team, this specific season. And of course, going forward, uh, it's inspiring because I think that it, it is revitalizing not only how people are looking at um, 
soccer or professional sports in in St. Louis, but how people are looking at the city as a whole. I'm seeing more pride and seeing more excitement, you know, a more coherent vision for the future of the city. And, and so it's just, it's just something I'm so thankful for. You know, I have a bumper sticker on the back of my car. This might help people spot me on the highway, but it just says gratitude. And that's really what I try to live by is, is just being thankful for an opportunity like this and being thankful for the opportunity to come back home. Joey Zanaboni, our guest here. He's going to be with us every Thursday around 9 o'clock here on TMA. Uh, dogs on the road this weekend, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll be back uh, for another home game here coming up, and I cannot wait to get into that building. I want to ask you about, they were talking about this on the television broadcast at the tail end of the game, the 5-1 win over uh, FC Cincinnati on Saturday night. Uh, not mm-hmm. only the crowd, despite the storm situation, Joey, but then also the fact that the team is having the success it's having, which most mm-hmm. people, and I think damn near everybody, really, could have never seen coming. But what they were saying is, okay, is this real? Can they actually, realistically, as this thing goes on, compete NBA team that is in the mix as as the mm-hmm. season proceeds? Uh, they have played some of the better teams, and they, you know, certainly things didn't go against Seattle, but uh, haven't played LAFC, but beat Cincinnati in the manner that they did, a team that was given up, I think, .84 goals per game, if I'm not mistaken, going into that. Um, what is your analysis on what the real chances are for this to be something that can stick around and be a competitive team, uh, as in championship-caliber team? And then what is mm-hmm. the perspective of the people, the broadcasters, and the teams, the coaches you speak with around the league? Yeah, I mean, for myself, I think absolutely. Because I think that, you know, there's a lot that's made of, you know, for example, sort of the high-press strategy that's right. been really effective. And, you know, critics will say it's a gimmick or whatever. And, and I've never heard that from my critics, Tim. So I don't <laughs> know anything about that. Right, of course. Uh, uh, but, yeah. you know, I... Uh, <laughs> I think that what it comes down to, I mean, when you look at the numbers, when you look at, you know, somebody like John Nelson, John Nelson was with Dallas. He was with Cincinnati. He was basically left open for the expansion draft. He comes to St. Louis and now he is one of the best tacklers in the league. And, you know, regardless of what strategy that you're, you're running in soccer, as it is with any other sport, it's about having guys who will step into the fray uh, with confidence, win tackles, finish opportunities. And, uh, you know, get set up in the right spots. Um, you know, Joa Klaus, I think, is leading the MLS in possession in the penalty area, so they've been able to get it to him right where he's wanted it. Uh, he's obviously been quite effective with five goals. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of that fundamental stuff that's being done right and that comes down to a group that's inspired and that's confident um, outside of, you know, whatever this, this strategy or the tactics that you're using uh, do I think that they're still being underestimated by other folks, by other teams, by other critics? I mean, sure, and I think that's part of the advantage. I think our advantage is that teams are kind of saying, oh, you know, it's, it's quote-unquote luck or it's a gimmick or it's, you know, whatever, it'll fade out. Um, but, you know, the expectations were put at rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. That were only, I mean, they were predicting the team would only win four games and they've won, you know, 150% of that already through the first, through the first eight games. So, you know, much, uh, much different perspective now. I don't think that it's quite, uh, you know, sunk in for some of these other franchises, some of the, and some of the critics, but, you know, I mean, 
the way that Bradley Carnell and, and that Luke Spenich deal have inspired this team to put the best foot forward, to believe in themselves, the way that they've shown confidence in the guys. You know, I've said this before. It gives me that 99 Rams vibe. Does that mean I'm predicting that St. Louis City is going to, you know, be hoisting all the trophies at the end of the season? Uh, you know, I mean, let's see what happens. But at the end of the day, there's something about that underdog story that has always reverberated here in St. Louis. And the way that they've shown the confidence in some of these guys who have been with other teams, um, you know, it's really, it's really inspiring. And Bradley's talked about that, being involved with the Bundesliga, you know, talking about a team when he was around 30 years old that he joined in, in the Bundesliga. And he said, you know, it was a group that was kind of like what we had here, where it was guys who were, um, you know, seen as quote unquote underperforming with other teams or even as, as quote failures with other teams, but who recalibrated, who came together as a unit, who sacrificed for each other, played with passion and played with a lot of purpose. And they ended up taking the Bundesliga by storm in a similar way that I think City's taken, you know, the first quarter of this MLS season by storm. So, there's something really special going on. There's something about self-belief. There's something about working together here that's really made this group into, into a force to be played with. Joey Zanaboni here every Thursday on TMA, and you can hear him on the call of City this weekend as they head to Denver. Joey, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking every Thursday here. All right, y'all. Listen in Y98 live from Denver, 8 o'clock on Saturday. Thanks a lot, Tim. Why don't you get a a TMA and an Iggy hijacking in your next goal? Can you get that in there? (laughs) Well, anything's possible. There you go. It might happen. Uh, Thank you, Joey. All right, y'all. Talk to you soon. There he is, Joey Zanaboni with us here on the Ryan Kelly morning after uh, talking it over. We have uh, Chris Schaefer of Heavy Smoke is here. You may have grabbed it because oh, yeah. we're in this spot. Unfortunately, we were, if we were to wave at somebody, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to see us live. Uh, but uh, Chris is coming in. And, he uh, brought he, the goods. Oh, my oh goodness. Oh, my God, dude. The you got to tell them what you're, you're, you're raving about. And was the camera on, ladies and gentlemen, the great Chris Schaefer of Heavy Ooh. Smoke? Was the camera on during the commercial break? No, it shouldn't have been. I go to commercial every time. Okay, all right, all right. Because somebody was saying they were watching us eat during the commercial break, and I. And, and, <laughs> no, and my I first, like, first thing I do is hit. Yeah, all right. So anyway, break, you yeah. never, you never know. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Great to see you. Thank Here's you for well. coming in, Chris. You have brought in some wonderful treats, oh, yeah. and Liv, you really enjoyed one thing Dude, in particular. That- what is it, the brisket egg roll? Yeah, it's a brisket that's, Philly egg roll. That's the, my favorite thing I've put in my mouth all week. That's awesome. So. Nice. Clip that off, please. Nice. Uh, so, I felt like you did that intentionally, honestly. So, uh, Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So many comments that we just won't say. You know, right? <laughs> no, egg rolls, actually, they've developed a viral following. So, uh, oh, is that right? Really? People hashtag, um, it's, it's uh, egg roll mafia. Oh, so, oh it's sign so, me up for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's an egg roll mafia. So people come in and they tag egg roll mafia when they come in and get them, too. Uh, Chris, uh, you... You uh, have a great thing going. I was there last week for the first time at Heavy Smoke. Uh, tell our audience where uh, they can find you because I would not want to uh, misguide them. I drove out there, and uh, it's in St. Peter's, yes. correct? 
So we're kind of in a, um, it's like a kind of a strange location because you're right off the highway, right. so from the highway, but we're in between two exits. So the actual address is uh, 4270 North Service Road, okay. St. Peter's. Uh, it's right in between uh, Mid Rivers and Cave Springs on the North Service Road. So if you're, depending on what way you're coming, you have to get off on an exit and kind of double back down the Service Road. We're kind of right in the middle there. Um, is that by all those, uh, like you have... Um God, what is it? Red Lobster and all of those. And other that, side of the highway. Other side so of the highway. The south okay. side. One of the, I hate using this landmark, but everybody knows it. Bowie Funeral Home in St. Peter's. Yeah, that like is if, true. If you turn on Cave Springs, you go, like you're going to Bowie, you go about a quarter mile up the road, and, and we're we're right, right there. there on the right. right. Most people yeah. know Bowie. Um, now, Chris, for those who are not aware, and I was not, is a uh, is a god in the barbecue world. And as using a, the term loosely, <laughs> is uh, has won multiple, multiple championships, Ooh. competitions. Yeah, Liv. I mean, the the, uh, the wall there is stocked with trophies and awards. So you are coming to the table for our audience who want to visit Heavy Smoke or uh, get catering from you yeah. guys. This is incredible what you have. So what is your background and uh, the the competition success stories you have. You and your dad traveling around the country. Yeah, you want a long version, short version? I, I don't mind a long version. Right. This is a free-for-all on this thing, as, as, as you've experienced. Yeah, this there's is, zero uh, structure here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I say, say that I heard, in a good I way. Lot, I heard a lot of wrestling talk on the way here. That's because of Liv. She Hell turns yeah. out, she, she's, the, she's the wrestling fan. I was at Raw. Hell yeah. yeah. That was yeah, great. So, so I have an employee of mine. He's a really good friend of mine, and uh, he's, he started to kind of, like, help out, kind of, and he's like, man, I love this. I love working at this restaurant, so he's with us full time, but he has his own podcast, wrestling podcast, and he's a giant fan, that. so we got tickets and went, and uh, it was a blast. I had never been to a live show, and it was the, it was it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, you've never been to a live show, really. A, a live wrestling Yeah, event. yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, the best was when uh, Ole Miss came out. He, that dude is a giant. Well, the, the guy behind me, <laughs> this other guy comes out. He's like your size, and almost is like seven two four twenty yeah. or something. Yeah. And the guy behind me goes, "This dude about to get cream." And I, <laughs> I laughed like it was the first joke I'd ever heard. You know what I mean? And then, and then he throws him across the ring, and it's over in fifteen seconds. And I turned around, I was like, "That dude got cream." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I guess uh, abbreviated version of my long story. I, I cooked in a high school, or I cooked uh, in a restaurant all through high school and college. Mm -hmm. So I had like eight years of line cooking. You know, people are like, oh, you're a chef. Now I was a line cook, you know, and, and uh, it, it, not as fancy, right? But uh, I had a lot of experience with that. And I, barbecue in the backyard, but, like, nothing to that level that, you know, we we do now. Uh, start watching the show Pitmasters. I'm sure a lot of oh, you yeah. guys have seen that, you know. And Pitmasters got so many people interested into it. I didn't realize competition barbecue was even a thing, right? So I was working retail, and a guy that worked for me was like, hey, I got a, uh, I got a barbecue team and used to cook. He's like, you want to come hang out? Like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll hang out. And so I get out to this competition with him, and he's like, you're cooking chicken. I was like, I'm doing what? You know? <laughs> we fumble through it. I think there was, like, 48 teams there, and I got, like, 42nd place. And I was just like, hell yeah, I'm not dead last. You know what I mean? I, I was just stoked that I wasn't last. And so I was hooked immediately. The camaraderie of these competitions is, is mind-blowing. You know, you need anything. The guy next to you is willing to help. And um, it's, it's such a cool atmosphere and, and community, right? So – I started practicing, and I cooked on his team for a couple of years, and I was just cooking chicken. And, um, I, you know, get a couple calls here. Getting a top 10 is what they call getting a call, right? Get a couple calls here and there, but we hadn't won a comp or anything. Uh, 2014, we had a scheduling conflict. And, uh, he, you know, he 
well, he, will, he goes to church, which is awesome. He can't. He won't cook on a Sunday. He won't. I was in retail, so it was hard to cook on a Saturday, right? Mm. So this competition was a Sunday competition, and I asked if I could go cook it without him. Um, and he always had this joke. People would say, how do you make such great barbecue? And he would say salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. Like, that was his joke, right? So I didn't plan on leaving his team. I was going to cook uh, on his team forever. I'm cooking one event. As an ode to him, since he got me started, I signed up as salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. And before I sent the application in, I was like, it's too long. Yeah. I literally just drew a line through salt and pepper and sent it as heavy smoke and won that competition. Wow. And so that, that? that year, there's a, so there's a Kansas City Barbecue Society, which is huge. And then there's a St. Louis Barbecue Society here that they do 15, 20 events a year. It's a little smaller, but still very competitive. And in that year, I only cooked like six events and finished seventh for their team of the year. I was like, I guess I could do this. So I started on my own. And then uh, we cooked the St. Louis Barbecue Society for a couple of years. We were like, you know, top three for team of the year every year. And then uh, in 2018, I won a uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society event, which allowed me to cook the uh, like their Invitational World Championship in 2019. So the first competition of 2019, we go down there and win our first World Championship. And then that year, I cooked. Um, I think I cooked like 12 St. Louis competitions and like 18 Kansas City. And I won the St. Louis team of the year and finished 17th in the world in the Kansas City side, cooking two sanctioning bodies, huh. you know. Um, and so then I switched completely to Kansas City Barbecue Society because it's like kind of the big leagues, you know what I mean? Like you're, they're stepping up. It's out of the AAA. Uh, my first year was 2020. We finished third in the world. And then um, 2021, 2021, we finished third in the world again. And at the end of 2021, I won that KCBS Invitational again, which is my second world championship. And then last year in 2022, uh, we finished ninth in the world. I cooked a little less. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't hitting it as hard as I had before. But uh, we won seven competitions to go to the Jack Daniels Invitational. You either have to win at a state and get your name drawn, or you have to get seven wins to auto qualify. And I was one of five teams that auto qualified. And then in October, we won the, the Jack Daniels Invitational for our third world championship. Ooh, so my God. We've, uh, We've, we've found a little success, you know. I would say so, yeah. This is, uh, and the product certainly matches it. I was out there having lunch last week. Uh, it is so good. And uh, you have something special there. It's called Heavy Smoke. And for our listeners who are interested, either go out and check it out, or, uh, Chris, uh, you will cater. And yep. uh, you are certainly more than happy to do that. How can our listeners find out more and uh, and get uh, get in business with you? Yeah, so the website's uh, heavysmokebbq.com. Um, that's your best place for everything because you can see our menu. You can see competition results. You can see um, the phone number, all that, all that different stuff from there. For catering, um, email is always, I, I don't know, I, I live my life through email and text, I feel like, right? So it's catering at heavysmokebbq.com. Um, or you can always call the restaurant and hit three for catering, and it rings my catering director's cell phone, and it oh, goes, yeah. goes straight right. to them too. So, uh, catering's huge for us. It's it's like the next way to grow uh, a business. Like we love catering because you know exactly what to cook for the people. You know exactly what to charge. There's no waste. I mean, it's it's great with. The restaurant, it's like you're guessing every day yeah. mm. because we don't want to. We don't, we'll never sell leftover barbecue the next day, so it's like you can't exist where you don't run out and you don't have leftovers. Yeah. You know, so you got to guess every day. Yeah. So we, yeah, we love the catering side. You do weddings? We do tons of weddings, rehearsal dinners, oh, golf yeah. tournaments, uh, graduation parties. We do tons of work catering. So, you know, you guys here in the office yeah. want you know 40 people for lunch. We'll come set it up for you, set up the buffet and do that so we, we do tons of catering look you people that are having a receptions and i go to them and you have 
dried out roast beef and muscacholi. Well, you're attacking people. Stop. 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 Heavy smoke. Well, the crazy thing about that is, too, and like, um, I'm, ne- I'm not going to badmouth anybody because we all have different businesses that run differently, right? But I've gone to weddings where the food is subpar, and the father of the bride will be like, man, I paid $28 a plate for this. Yeah. And you're like, holy cow. Yeah. Well, our base package, two meats, two meats and two sides, starts at 13 bucks a person, right? Wow. That's amazing. Oh. Yeah. And like... Our full our full service buffet where we're gonna come out, set it up, we're gonna manage the buffet, bring, you know, buns, sauce, utensils, all that stuff is only an additional three dollars a person. So for sixteen bucks a person, you have two meats, two sides, fully set up, ready to roll. Wow. So um, our price point is is less than most. Um, and and you're getting top-notch food, in my, in my opinion. World championship caliber yeah. food. Heavy smoke, BBQ. Uh, Andy in St. Peter's uh, just texted in and said, the fam and I have had heavy smoke, and it is great. So there is uh, one of your fans. Thank is you. in our, I've had three wings already, and they're fire. Oh my God. going through it. Uh, what would you say the specialty is? Certainly, Liv, you uh, you know what you like over there with those, the... Them uh, egg rolls, though. Egg rolls. Uh, We've got a lot of cool things in the menu. So one of the... One of the best things is, you know, I've been competing a long time and very successful, but I talked about cooking all through high school and college. I met, like, my best friend of the world, Chad Brewer, when I was in high school. He was the kitchen manager there. We've been best friends for over 20 years now, mm-hmm. and he's my business partner in Heavy Smoke. So, um, you know, I've been competing and doing this, but he's a chef of 25 years, right? And generally, I'll be like, man, I think this would be really cool, but I can't pull it off. And he's like, I got it. You know what I mean? And he'll make it work. So. We have our traditional barbecue, but then you've got the cool stuff like the, the Philly egg rolls. So that's, you know, brisket, Provel cheese because we're in St. Louis, onions, peppers, rolled in egg roll and deep fried. And we roll those every single day. We can't like hardly hard to keep them in stock, you know. Wow. And uh, we've got something like uh, pork cakes. I think I was telling you during the restaurant. Yeah. One of my favorite foods on earth is a crab cake. And mm. so, like, that, I would say it's like my death row meal. Like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> but I think nice, one of the reasons man. I like it is because so many people make terrible crab cakes. Mm-hmm. So when you find a good one, you're like, oh, this is incredible, right? So I told my partner, this is a funny story. I was like, hey, we need something like a crab cake with pulled pork. He's like, all right, I got it. So we put it on the menu. We had a description, everything. We hadn't made one. And so the day of our soft launch, I was like, hey, Chad, do you think we should – Maybe try a pork cake. He's like, yeah. He mixed it together, whatever. We we, we deep fry it. It's breaded. It's, so it's pork and cheese and onions, uh, patted out, breaded in panko breadcrumbs. Oh. We deep fry it. And we serve it with coleslaw and barbecue sauce on top, right? So he makes the first one, and all the employees are like, holy crap. Like, it's one of the best things I ever ate. <laughs> but it was like three hours before our soft lunch when he made the first one. Like, the menu was done and everything. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, having, that's having some faith in your chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 he could pull off anything. And. Like, so uh, I got married in uh, Clearwater, Florida, and uh, Chad obviously was there. He's one of my groomsmen, and we probably ate 15 Cubans <laughs> while we were down there. So when we started the food truck, we had a food truck for a couple years before the restaurant. We were wanted a Cuban, but we wanted something that you could carry around. Mm. So Chad developed a Cuban wrap that's uh, smoked pit ham, pulled pork, provel cheese, pickles, and our white horseradish uh, sauce and grilled in a tortilla. And so um, that sells like, like mad. So we got traditional barbecue and then some interesting stuff to go with it that works really well we try to do everything from scratch like i brought you guys nachos we fry our own chips we make our own pico we make our own queso and 
Just try to do it right. It is. Uh, it's incredible. For those who haven't had a chance to have it, it's heavy smoke. Heavy smoke BBQ. Even if you live far away, you can cater with Chris at heavy smoke BBQ. But I would recommend checking it out. I got out there for the first time last week. First class product, brother. And I'm Appreciate so happy it, to have you on board. Thank you so much no for coming in. Chris Schaefer, HeavySmokeBBQ.com. He's a world champion here. That's what he oh is. He's a world champion. And he's Thanks, a big guys. wrestling guy with uh, <laughs> a... Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Appreciate Bryce. it, man. There he is. Thank you for the treats. Plowhawk, you... is that a Capri Sun you washed it down with? Rarely do you get to wash down any barbecue with a Capri Sun. I was blessed enough to have a Lunchable in the previous segment... So I was prepare, prepared with all my liquids. So. Did you watch him make the Lunchable by chance while he was over there? She actually said she was a fan. I'm yeah. a big fan of Lunchables. Is that right? Yeah. Do you have Lunchables while you're hosting the afternoon drive program? Um, sometimes I'll, I was telling him off air that sometimes I'll buy just the meat and cheese and crackers yeah. ones, and that's a great little snack. Wow, this is a thing. I have yeah. three Go-Gurts in the fridge yeah. that I'll pound later on today. So <laughs> those, do look, those do look good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I brought some home for you gotta uh, try one, man. my wife and the boys, and they were all over it. The smoked thing. wings are fire, by the way. They're over yeah. here. I'm going to try those back. nachos, too. Uh, had heavy smoke at a wedding, and it really is fantastic. That's from the 636. That Cuban is fired heavy smoke. It's the bee's knees. That's from Lake St. Louis Island, boy. Uh, let's see. Iggy will shame the listeners to eat at your joint, but I've eaten there numerous times. It's delicious as F. That is from the 830 barbecue, oh. uh, 830 recreator barbecue. And uh, the blueberry barbecue sauce and spicy pineapple is amazing. So are the brisket egg rolls. That's from Chunk in the Chuck. And Liv, more support for you. You're getting a lot of support in this text inbox, which is usually a, a hostile place for all of us on the show. Uh, Liv is a good fit with TMA. Yeah, I mean, here it is. Three hours are going to be coming to an end. And then you'll, you'll, be, you'll be back in at 2 p.m., correct? Yep. And the people yep. will be able to hear you on 105.7 The Point. Every day. Uh, following you on social media, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Well, Thanks for your support. Yeah. I appreciate that. People are on, the people are on board. Uh, we welcome you to email in because we're going to have the designer heating and cooling email today, and then I'm going to go down the hallway for 101 ESPN. Matt Rocky will be on that while Jackson is uh, vacationing. He will be back on Monday. We will have uh, Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse in tomorrow. Jeremy Piven in studio. Um, are, are you an Entourage fan? I never kind of watched Entourage. Either before your time or more of a male yeah, maybe. bro show that wouldn't really fit your... I've never even attempted it, so yeah. I don't know. So he's in, uh, so he's in an 820s in studio tomorrow? 820. Uh, 820. Okay. And then I know KG in O-Town said he was efforting Ella Reese. How is that going, uh, KG in O-Town? No news to report just yet. Ah. You miss every shot you don't take. Though. Amen. You got to shoot to score, man. That's, uh, that's the truth. Uh, before we go to our design air heating and cooling email of the day, we were speaking of going out and seeing uh, Chris at Heavy Smoke. While you're there, might as well uh, hang out at Big St. Charles Motorsports as well. Dominate adventure with the Tarek's family of rugged side-by-sides. The two-passenger Tarek's. And four passenger Tarek's, four recreational side-by-sides deliver the perfect balance of performance and comfort on the trails. The two passenger Tarek's KRX 1000 and four passenger Tarek's KRX 4 1000 sports side-by-sides are built with next-level capability and power to deliver the adventure of a lifetime. Get your Tarek's at Big St. Charles Motorsports located at I-70 at the Cave Springs exit. That is Big St. Charles Motorsports, another new sponsor here on TMA. And VIP Auto Accessories. I drove right by there. I was going out to see Chris 
at Heavy Smoke. That's Tommy Sabolka and his staff at VIP Auto Accessories, all local. Since 1979, they have people who've been working there since the very beginning. They are your one-stop shop for all your graphic and commercial vehicle upfitting needs. Design, production, installation, they do it all. VIP gets your fleet vehicles from dealership to street ready fast and personalized for your company's needs. They know that every day your vehicle isn't ready is lost revenue. Fleet vehicles, signage, graphics, and design, VIP does it all in-house for your business, and they are local. Tommy wants you to call them directly, 314-428-3900. Let them know you're a TMA listener. Or you can email them at tommy.cibulka at vipautoaccessories.com. Liv, you have the family coming in. Uh, when, are the, when do they get to town? Saturday afternoon. Uh, what are you planning on doing with them? All the things. All um, of the things. All the things. So we're going to go up in the arch, of course. Got to do that. Um, I have never done that, and I've been here my what? entire life. Yeah. See, I, when I first got here, I they had let me on the Rizzuto show to like intro me to everybody, and I mentioned, like, oh, I still got to do that, and they reached right out to me and invited me over. Oh, is that right? Yeah. The arch did. The arch did. So that was pretty great. So, yeah, they nice. need to invite you out. Yeah, they do. Um, but, yeah, the Arch, the Zoo, uh, City Museum, AB Brewery, uh, Ballpark Village, the Armory, the Foundry. Oh, you got it all. You really, oh, yeah. you really are doing all the oh, things. Yeah. Do you have a dining establishment picked out? A handful of them. Oh, We're wow. going to do breakfast at the Shack. Nice. One Good day, call. of course. Uh, we're going to be eating at Ballpark Village and, of course, eating at the Foundry. Um, <laughs> this one might seem <laughs> a so little funny. Uh, who hot? Oh, yeah, sure. It's right by... Uh, oh, my gosh. I had never had right, right one. Right here. It's really yeah. only kind of like a few miles down uh, west, yeah. right? Yeah. I had gone there for the first time uh, like a couple of months ago, and that is an incredible place. So for the people not familiar with it, let the people know. So what it's, what is it, Mongolian Mon- barbecue, Mongolian barbecue right? um, and it's set up buffet style. So you're basically making your own stir fry. You pick yeah. all the fixins you want, all the protein, the vegetables. You make your own sauce. You hand it over to the guy. They just throw it on the grill, and then boom. Look at that. And you can just keep going and eating as much as you want. Hey, how's that sound? <sighs> I'm all for uh, just making your own stuff and letting them cook it for you. Yeah. Just pick everything out. Yeah. Okay, I want this, this, this. Now cook it. Yeah, I like doing like a surf and turf because they have seafood and, you know, red meat. and Oh, God. So we're definitely going so there. So you have a nice feast. Oh, yeah. Who's all coming in? Uh, my dad and my stepmom. Yeah? Yep. And they're driving, a- so. Oh, they're oh, that's- driving. I know, so they left see. today? They're leaving. I think they're leaving tomorrow. I think they're going to try to drive straight through with oh just my napping. God. So I get, did you do that? We spent the night. So where'd you I, stop? I mean, how long is the drive overall? Um, it was about twenty hours. Okay, uh, thirteen hundred miles. So we stopped in Cleveland. I drove my car with my cat in the back seat, and my dad drove the U-Haul for me. So we stopped in Cleveland for the night. We did like 11, 12 hours the first day. And then the second day, wrapped it up, got to my apartment. Uh, and then, yeah, my dad drove himself back home. Like, I don't know what's with my family. They just don't like to fly. We I'm drive. like, why would you we not? Flyhawk drove to Montana. Yeah, my sister lives in Montana, so we do that. I would much rather fly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that, how long did you say that one? Is that 20 plus? Yeah, 22 oh. and a half. And we stopped in South Dakota, which is like 14. So yep. we did like 14 and like nine. Yeah. You know? I'm still deciding whether I want to fly to Chicago for the cure. I don't want to drive four <laughs> hours. Take, you know? take the, the train. How? I like the train. Yeah, that too. How long is uh, the drive from... Boston, from where you are to Boston, where you were? Um, so where I was living, it would be like two hours, oh, two and it. a half okay. hours where right. I grew up. So like, hot tip, if you want to like vacation in Maine, don't fly into Maine. It's like $400 more than to fly into Boston. Fly into Boston. So that's what I do. It's nonstop from St. Louis to Boston. And then I'll take the bus 
uh, to Portland and then like someone will pick me up. Um, But I might actually, when I go home this summer, have you ever used Toro, the app? Uh Oh, not familiar. What's going on here? So, you know, you can rent a vehicle at like enterprise budget, whatever. It's not cheap to rent a vehicle by any means. So like say I just wanted the basic economy car, it'd be like $1,000 for the week, right? I can go on Toro, which is uh, which operates like an Airbnb. People just oh, we put did that their in Vegas. own. We did that in Vegas. Yeah, they the put Gio's their own cars. Right? Yeah. So I've looked and I'm considering doing this. I could get like a 2021, 20, 22 Mustang convertible for the week for like $1,000. Like, can you imagine like, really? having the top down, driving up the coast of Maine from wow, Boston? Wow, how about that? That sounds delightful. So when we when we when the Cardinals played the Red Sox in the World Series two different times, the television station at which I was working – they flew us into Manchester, New Hampshire, as opposed to mm. Boston, to save money. Is that a play? I haven't done it personally, but that in my mind, that'll that would check out. I can't recall what the drive was like. Maybe ninety minutes. Yeah, I guess that's... you get to Boston traffic. New Hampshire is so skinny; you can get yeah. anywhere pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you done some Bostoning? I would assume you oh, have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got friends. Uh, Blues, Bruins, all over the East Coast. Cardinals, uh, Red Sox, Rams, Patriots, Super Bowl. We've had a lot of battles with Boston mm. over the last twenty plus years. Yeah, actually, got Hedo uh, friends that live in Bangor, Maine. Bangor. Bangor, Maine. Bangor. He yeah. like the banger. Oh, that's a common thing that people call it banger. Yeah. So uh, you know, natives laugh. Yeah, I've been to Maine too. Lovely. Yeah. KG and O Town, are you in our email? Uh, yes, sir. I got the filtered file ready to go. How come I can't get into the TMA email today? Uh, I had some trouble loading it. It took a little while, but I eventually got through. Uh, are you on a laptop that you could bring in here? Because I can't get into it for whatever reason today. This is the first time this has happened. Uh, I'm not on a laptop. I'm on Jackson's uh, desktop station. Wow. Uh, do you uh, have any interest in reading today's Design Air Heating and Cooling email today? Oh, we can give it a shot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. Uh, Liv, we vote on the best email. Ooh. So you... Uh, I'll have to pick a favorite. You'll have to pick a favorite. That's correct. KG and O-Town, ladies and gentlemen, from the Horton Watkins studio on the read of the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day. KG, the floor is yours, sir. Sup. Thursday it is. Liv, a true treat. Iggy, trying so hard. T-Rav, slutty. Lobster, slimy. Los and lonely, just Texican. Pornhub lotion, plowsy smoking. KG, show employed. Jackson, taking the man mountain. Tim, just great. Me, horny. Slurp it, sip it, and choke it. Get it, got it. Flock it, flocky the Smurf. Here you go, Liv. That's your first one. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. That's right, Plowhawk. What even was that? <laughs> Start off kind of like a haiku. Yeah, it's one of our team ones. It's one of our team ones. <laughs> yeah. Howdy do, booze. Fantastic program today. Really enjoying live on air. She's way too sweet for this program, though. God bless her. Well, I figure by now Jackson has slipped into his Rick personality and is getting smoky, uh, smoky man love. Speaking of smoky, happy 420 to old Plowhawk. Let's take a few bowl rips, eat some Rice Krispies, and piss the bed. Fist pounds to KG and Hosanna's to Tim the Great. Stay coy, stay bulged. Hashtag lick sucks, Simo alum. What up, Simo? Great. Marshy Marsh, Michael Wellington, and now Liv. How creepy is Iggy that these guest hosts don't stay for more than a few days at a time? It's like some of the most talented radio personalities in the area get one look at the grayish-white pubes on his head as they peek out from underneath his bright yellow hat, and suddenly their calendar is unfortunately too full to return to the TMA studios. 
Based on the amount of time he spends skipping work by wandering around outside looking for more unsuspecting civilians to harass as they simply try to pick up some free concert tickets, even Skeletor Strode can't stand being stuck in that studio with himself. Skeletor Strode. Let's look at the facts. Doug left the country to get away from Maryland Heights seafood chef, and Jackson went on an intimate camping trip with 11 dudes in another state just to escape the sound of Iggy's heavy breathing. Speaking of which, you could tell the presence of a female made Iggy more excited than normal today because his breathing has never been louder. He was panting like a dog, anxiously awaiting a bone. Liv seems like a nice person, but I feel awful that within her first two minutes on air this morning, she was offered leftover seafood at 7 a.m. No wonder she quickly changed the topic to the size of Lisa Ann's boobs. People would rather discuss literally any other topic than be publicly forced to decide whether or not they'll be eating two-day-old Chilean sea bass for breakfast. Things got well, even I made creepier. It last night, by the way. <laughs> Things got even creepier when she had to imagine Tim and Iggy spooning and had to painfully relive a traumatic lap dance at the Diamond Cabaret. <laughs> But if you want to hear the exact moment where Liv realized that she made a huge mistake by agreeing to join your program, skip to the 29-minute mark of segment one where Iggy admits that he is sexually attracted to Robert Smith of The Cure and Billy Joe from Green Day. You can almost hear the wheels spinning in her head as Liv calculates exactly how much time is left until 10 a.m. Go back and watch the YouTube feed and notice how many times her eyes glance nervously at the doorknob as she considers running out of that barren 9 by 9 windowless hellscape you call a studio. Quit laughing at this, Liv. So accurate. I guess the only question left to answer is, what is her excuse going to be for why she can't come in tomorrow morning? Because there's no way on earth that she's returning for a second day of this crap. That's from the JV golf coach. Wow, Liv, I mean, how truthful was it? true at all. I appreciate the creativity. I never said I was sexually attracted to Robert Smith. You said you wanted to be gay for him, right? No, I didn't say that either. What are you, a listener? I thought that Doug... What are you, a listener? So I went back and podcasted the segment where Iggy talked about his trade deal for the king-size bed. Now, to be clear, he conned a business into giving him a king-size bed in exchange for mentioned on his Iggy's Treehouse show, which Iggy admitted had no real sponsors, only trade deals. Remember, he also at one point gave free live reads to his bang maid. Today, Iggy complained they didn't honor the lifetime warranty, but conveniently left out the fact that they did initially honor the lifetime warranty and let him exchange the bed multiple times. But I guess the fourth time around is where they drew the line on giving free beds to a guy who didn't even pay for the original bed in the first place. Got swoop written all over it. The show advanced this morning with Liv, the T-Rev slut, I'm sorry, Liv, <laughs> sitting in Doug's chair. When Liv was talking about using dating apps in a new city without having friends of friends to vouch for them, effectively going in blind, she said, quote, this person could be a serial killer. This person could be weird as hell. Everyone in the audience was thinking of the guy in the room with a cutout of one of Liv's female coworkers propped up behind him. Guys, relax. It's cool. She knows me. Any man who responds to a social media post by cooking fish and delivering it to the workplace of an attractive younger female he's never met is either a serial killer or a massive simp, but definitely weird as hell. That's from Buck Swope. Buck Swope right there, Iggy. You called your shot. You sensed it. Yeah, is the difference between being a simp and just being a nice guy, just trying to be nice to employees. I mean, Swope, you wouldn't know that because you don't work. You spend all your time just <laughs> finding clips of this show and going back and posting them. But um, 
And finally, congrats on finally meeting a real-life girl, guys. I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I think I speak for everyone when I say that getting through an entire show without drooling on the show prep paperwork you don't have in front of you or showing off your adorable little old man uniform wardrobes was nothing short of courageous and brave. And the questions, oh, the questions, were reminiscent of a young Dan Cortez in viewing Tila Tequila at 1997's infamous celebrity rock and jock softball game. Questions like, yeah, so how long are your segments, and have you ever heard of hedonism? Or, welcome to the show, young lady. Care to feast on the innards of the homemade Chilean sea bass I prepared in my apartment sink and preserved for you in a country cock butter tub? Or, do you mind if I put a life-size cutout of you behind my squeaky chair here in our damp, dimly lit shoebox of a broom closet we've been duped into believing is a state-of-the-art podcast studio? Because Hubbard Management is desperately trying to hide us from the profitable HD one wing of the building. (laughs) Truth be told, I think the elephant in the room could be boiled down to this one. For some unknown reason, your little backwoods dial-up internet show was on, oh, I don't know, maybe about a 20-year streak or so of getting weird text messages and emails from local female celebrities asking you to stop calling and sending them unsolicited interview requests. But look at you now. You did it. Take that, HD1. You had a real-life girl in studio, and she didn't even fake an illness or have a panic attack after seeing your ghastly appearances. So that's something worth celebrating. Sure, things were touch and go there for a while with you guys trying to interpret what it meant when all your new female coworkers would avoid eye contact with you in shared workplaces, but not anymore. Nothing, and I mean nothing, can take away what you accomplished today. Not a culturally insensitive bikini moo Not a totally inappropriate stuffed animal being gifted to a married coworker on Valentine's Day. Not the gifting of a bouquet of hand-me-down flowers to an unsuspecting neighbor, but demanding the vase be brought back because you needed it somewhere in your house collection of Learn's hair. God almighty. <laughs> Hell, not even Plowsy treating an executive bathroom like his very own personal litter box. Just a big, big day for H2, HD2 shows around the country. A girl, a real-life girl. You did it. You really did it. Thanks, that's from Dragon Slayer. Anyone care to hear an emotional little anecdote about the time I inconvenienced Kirsten Dunst with the forced interaction at the Blimpies in Ladue? I won't bore you with the details, but let's just say she was so enamored with my charm that she went out of her way to put her sunglasses on during our face-to-face meeting. Uh, that was the Dragon Slayer. Live, there it is. You get a little taste of... The design air heating yeah, and cooling good. email those today. Those are, people put effort into those. We have uh, an audience that's uh, infinitely more talented than the show uh, they listen to. Uh, Iggy, uh, you go first with your vote. I wasn't going to vote for anybody, uh, but Dragon Slayer didn't make it all about me. Um, so I'm going to go with Dragon Slayer. I love his little camera. You got the styrofoam like stacked up. It looks like you're behind like a little snow mountain. I'm, I'm trying to get, I was trying to get as high as I could so it would actually block the camera. I need one more styrofoam. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, great job by KG Noton on the read. I thought he did a great job. That oh, was a wow. good read. That was, that a, was a good read. Yeah, I, I actually, it was so good that I didn't even think about the fact that he was, yeah. you know, not used to reading it. That's probably the first time you've ever done that, right? It is, but I was just following in your footsteps, footsteps Tim. Nice. Wow. So nervous, you couldn't even get that one out. <laughs> uh, Liv, uh, so you went with Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Uh, who are you going I'm with? I'm going with uh, whoever number three was. Uh, who was number three, KG? Swope, you know, town right? in your... Swope, how dare you? <laughs> that one had me rolling. Uh, it was it was Buck Swope number three, KG? You know, town? Uh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. I, w- I was going with JV Golf Coach, which I thought might be three. So, Plowhawk, you're the Speaker of the House today. Yeah, Dragon Slayer did really good. Yeah. I got to give it to him. Dragon Slayer has won the Design Air Heating and Cooling email 
of the day. There it is. Time for me to go get my ass ripped on 101 ESPN for the next hour. Liv, you were wonderful. You were. What a this delight. was so fun. You're kind of like, you're like your surprise. That's, that's what that well, kind of So I came into this not knowing how things would go at all. I wasn't familiar with your structure or you lack don't, You don't get a chance to listen to HD2 all that I often. I don't. I don't. We'll tell you how to find it. We'll send an instructional <laughs> manual. We'll send you a manual. So no, this was super fun. Anytime you guys want me on, I'm here. It's great to hear. Perfect. The audience will be happy Thank to hear you. that. Uh, she was already scheduled to not do the show tomorrow. Right. I was for, asked. Just for the record. I sure. get ready for my family to come visit. That's right. Uh, so she said uh, Thursday would be great. Marshy Marsh and Jeremy Piven and maybe Ella Reese will be on uh, tomorrow's program. Jeremy Piven. In studio, Liv, uh, thank you so much. You were yes. wonderful. For real, you thanks were great. For, and, thanks uh, for inviting me. You were uh, outstanding. The audience loved you as well. KG No Time, great job on the reads, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, and uh, Plowhawk and Aggie, just as always, A+. plus. I mean, that's all this show is. It's yeah. five stars, A+. plus. Uh, I'm going down the hallway to do 101 ESPN. Liv will be back on the air on 105.7 The Point for her afternoon drive show. You can hear her from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on 105.7 The Point. For the Plowhawk, for KG and O-Town, for Kenneth Aggie Strode, for Liv Maddox filling in for Douglas Elvin Vaughn and Jackson Burkett. For my brother Kevin, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.